Monday morning, clanging on to that nice weather, high of 70 today. A look at that first alert forecast coming up here in just a couple of moments. Congressman Burleson will join us during the program this morning. Tim Scott announcing his decision to suspend his 2024 presidential campaign. He's one that has... I'd say top five in terms of recognition at this point, making the debate stage. He was one of the five uh, who uh, was on the debate stage most recently, announcing yesterday that he's suspending his 2024 presidential campaign while he was on with Trey Gowdy, who has a show on Fox News Saturday night in America, saying, I think the voters who are the most remarkable people on the planet, well, some of them, some not so much. I've been really clear. They're telling me not now, Tim, not now. In addition to ending his campaign, the senator emphasized he has no plans to endorse any other candidate in the race for the Republican nomination, saying the best way for me to be helpful is to not weigh in. He also gave a thumbs down to the idea that he could serve as the nominee's running mate on the Republican Party's 2024 national ticket, saying being vice president has never been on my to-do list. According to Fox News, the news was a surprise to some of the senator's own staff as a handful of campaign aides confirmed to Fox News that they were not given a heads up on Scott's decision ahead of his live appearance Sunday night. Scott, the rising star, a rising star in the GOP, and the only black Republican in the Senate, launched his presidential campaign in May at an event in North Charleston, South Carolina, showcasing his optimistic, positive message anchored in conservatism. So there is one less. There's been this interesting battle going on between the RNC and and the other candidates, and uh, Iowa has generally held... Uh, and there's one organization in particular. I don't have it right here in front of me, but I've got a story. Ah, here, let's see, let's see, let's see. There's an organization in Iowa that prior to the Iowa caucus holds a roundtable discussion. And it is, they're very specific, and they always have been. It's not a debate. This is a, a sit-around, not that ideas won't be debated, but it's more of an informal discussion, who you are, what motivates you. This is not people standing at the podium being given rules ahead of time. You have, you know, you'll be asked a question, you'll have 90 seconds, and that you know, when 60 seconds passes, you'll see a yellow light come on. All of, all of that sort of thing that we have become accustomed to when it comes to debates. And it's, it's more of a sit-down casual. As you know, the RNC has been very territorial when it comes to these sorts of, of situations. And they uh, were trying to prevent this from occurring and, and essentially declaring that if you participate in this, then 
Um, you could just forget about participating in any future debates. We're not sanctioning this. And the organization in Iowa said, this isn't a debate. We've never called it a debate. And while some may want to twist themselves up over semantics, they've been pretty clear about this. That's not the purpose of this. This is, this is not serving the same purpose as a debate. And of all the candidates, one, that being Ron DeSantis, said, I'm going to do it anyway. He put his foot down, and he's really set his sights. His plan has been do very well in Iowa and utilize that as that momentum as a bit of a springboard. And so he he just essentially told the RNC, you can pound sand. I'm telling you, I'm doing this. And the RNC, within about a day, buckled and said, okay, we've come to an agreement. The Republican candidates can go ahead if they'd like to and have that roundtable discussion. Uh, Scott clearly will not be on uh, a participant. And I, I believe, uh, for whatever reason, Nikki Haley is not at this point scheduled to be part of that. It is Chris Christie, uh, Ron DeSantis, and it was to be Tim Scott, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, I believe. Uh, so it should I think it was going to be Ford's down to three. Uh, but that's something that will be coming up before the Iowa caucus. After the news, oh, Eric Adams, Eric Adams of New York, finding out what happens. <laughs> the Democrat mayor of New York realizing that having a D next to your name is, of course, a get out of free jail card. Unless, unless you become a potential obstacle of the retention of power. And uh, Eric Adams was introduced to this brutal reality when on the day he was scheduled to go to a much publicized meeting at the White House and Capitol Hill to talk about the failed border, border policies that are leading to immigration crisis, illegal immigration crises across the country for Eric Adams' purpose, of course, in New York City, in which at some point he said, hey, th this is going to destroy New York, a.k.a. the Biden immigration policies, destroying New York. En route to Washington, D.C., the FBI raided one of his campaign uh, top campaign people's apartments. The FBI, under the Biden administration, has stepped it up a bit and stopped him on the streets confiscating his cell phone. The heat is on. Democrats, or at least this Democrat, because of its election year, and he became a liability. He is getting the same treatment as all political opposition does by the Democrats in 2023 under the Biden administration and this Department of Justice and FBI, and that is seek to imprison political opposition. And Eric Adams, though he has a D next to his name, has essentially become, in the eyes of the establishment, the Biden administration, political opposition. And so he's facing the Trump treatment now. The latest details and his he's hitting back. Very, very interesting battle brewing there between the Democrat Party and one of their own. Let's get the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A Buffalo man is dead after a single car crash Sunday morning. 
The accident happened on Highway H, four miles east of Buffalo, according to the Missouri State Highway Patrol. Christopher Amrose ran off the right side of the road and flipped. The car hit a ditch and Amrose was ejected, and he died at the scene. And other news, conservation officials have been working to remove feral hogs from the state for several years, but it remains the issue for dozens of counties. A new report states feral hogs remain a concern for at least 38 counties, particularly for those south of I-44. Feral hogs are an invasive species that pose several concerns due to their destructive nature. Officials say they're capable of killing smaller native animals, damaging land landscapes, contaminating water, and spreading diseases. Officials say more than 50,000 have been removed from the state since 2016. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, mostly sunny, a high of 70 today. Clear overnight tonight, down to 40, mostly sunny, 66 tomorrow. Uh, All right, coming up, the latest with uh, Eric Adams receiving the Trump treatment, and this is essentially a category for political opposition. And while uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams um, is a Democrat, he has been very vocal and critical of an issue in which Biden is severely hemorrhaging support, and that is, where he's got virtually no support, the border insecurity, the chaos at the border. And they've the FBI's on him, uh, and now Eric Adams is outraged because he is accusing the FBI of illegally leaking information about the investigation. Oh, oh, poor Eric Adams. <laughs> it sure is rough when a Democrat gets the Republican treatment, isn't it? American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. The FBI seized the phones of New York City Mayor Eric Adams on Friday. The move came as part of a sweeping investigation into a donor scheme in which the Turkish government and others allegedly illegal funneled money into Adams' 2021 political campaign. It's just so obvious and so clear. I'm going to go out on a limb And say that if Eric Adams has not been drawing so much attention to not only the illegal immigration problem because of what is occurring in New York City, but making it clear, essentially, I mean, ultimately, that this is a problem that that Biden needs to fix. This is a problem. In the very beginning, there was like there are always attempts by mayors of these Democrat cities trying to blame Republicans, pretending as if it's the Republicans' fault. Uh, But that clearly has not resonated. It hasn't worked with the polls. The polls show that in all of the areas that Biden loses to Trump and to Republicans, the border issue is a tremendous one. So no amount of finger pointing and gaslighting has, has moved the needle. I think Eric Adams has realized this. And that You know, there's a difference between being president of the United States and ignoring the massive problem that is occurring, dismissing it, pretending it doesn't occur, versus being Eric Adams when you are the mayor of a city. And it is right there. It it is unavoidable. You you can't walk down the streets. You you don't have this Secret Service detail that can protect you. You you know, the the local media, they have to cover it. to, to a degree that the national media can't necessarily dismiss it if you're president. And even with the protection that Biden has from having to at least answer questions about it, he's still doing miserable. And, and Eric Adams, 
apparently realized that the finger pointing and excuse making, that's not something that they can deal with in New York any longer because this is a massive problem. Right now, in fact, you have all of these illegals that are lining the streets and you have these temporary camps that have been set up because Democrats are turning this country into Haiti in which we are housing all of these illegals or we are, we are welcoming them in, and then we have no place to put them. And so they're, they're setting up these tent cities, and it, it, it's beginning to look like some of these third-world country refugee camps. Or Haiti, after you know a massive, devastating earthquake, and you have all of the squalor, and you just have these you know, different organizations that, for the lack of any other sort of shelter, just setting up these camps, that, that is what Democrat cities are turning into. And apparently, many of the illegals are not having it. In New York right now, what Eric Adams is facing is a, is is these massive amount of illegals. And there's nowhere to put them because they've already filled hotels with them. They've already filled shelters with them. They've filled school gymnasiums with them. They, they put them anywhere and everywhere they can possibly put them. And so they're now out in the streets where it's unavoidable, not just Republicans, but particularly in New York City where Democrats out uh, number Republicans, like eight to one, they're having to deal with it. And all of a sudden, they don't like it. So they want this problem cleaned up. They want something done about it. And apparently, they are telling the authorities in New York, who are trying to move them to these tent camps, we're not going. We don't like that. <laughs> this is not what Biden promised us. We were told, on national television that was broadcast all over the world by Joe Biden during that vice presidential de- or during that uh, that primary debate that if he got elected president we were to all come back and live the american dream and of course that means we get whatever we want so we're not moving and now because eric adams is wanting something done about this. And the only way that you can have anything done about it is go to the source of the problem, which is the Biden administration. They have to eliminate him. They have to get rid of him. They have to create a distraction so that when Eric Adams is on the news, it's not about the disastrous illegal immigration policies of the Biden administration. It's about how he was conspiring. He, he, He was working together with the Turkish government to try to rig elections. Where have we heard this again? I thought that, I I suppose they thought Russia had been played out at this point. Well, we can't use Russia. The mayor's top fundraiser, of course, Brianna Suggs, had her home raided November 2nd as part of the probe. One of the factors being looking as, or one of the factors being looked at is whether Adams offered kickbacks to a Turkish construction company. At the time, the New York Times reported that there was no indication the mayor himself was a target of the probe, but that dynamic has apparently changed. FBI agents seized Mayor Eric Adams' electronic devices earlier this week in what appeared to be a dramatic escalation of a federal corruption investigation into whether his 2021 campaign conspired with the Turkish government and others to funnel money into its coffers to people with knowledge of the matter said. Yes, of course, not on the record. (laughs) I wonder if Adams is going, wait a minute, I recognize this. All of a sudden, he's on the outside. 
instead of being on the inside and cheering on the targeting of Trump as a political opposition. Wait a minute, this all seems vaguely familiar to me. The agents approach the mayor on the street. This is all done very deliberately. The agents approached the mayor on the street and asked his security detail to step away, one of the people said. They climbed into his SUV with him and, pursuant to a court-authorized warrant, took his devices. The devices, at least two cell phones and an iPad, were returned to the mayor within a matter of days. The people said law enforcement investigators with a search warrant can make copies of the data on devices after they seize them. Obviously, they could have very easily, as is oftentimes done. You know, Hillary Clinton, they allowed her, think about this, they literally allowed her to destroy her devices with hammers. That's what they, they allowed her to do that. And here, not only, it's not a phone call to his attorneys or to his office saying, hey, listen, we got to get these phone, let's, you know, we can come over, we can make this discreet, or if you want to have somebody bring them over to us, we can meet somewhere, and, and, you know, there's no need to make a scene about this. In the street, they stop. This was, uh, this is show. This is dictatorship show stuff. This is to make a display of it. You imagine this, what's going through the guy's mind? just going from one appointment to another all of a sudden his vehicle gets surrounded all of his security detail is told to step away they get in the vehicle with him and say we need your electronic devices this is banana republic style stuff incidentally and i've noted this before this doesn't mean that what they're alleging he did illegally that he didn't do it. It doesn't mean that. This is one of the MOs of corruption in government. You actually want people to hold higher office that have done illegal things because then you can control them. If there is somebody in office and they haven't done anything illegal, it becomes very difficult to control them. And if you want to get rid of them, you have to, you know, make things up like Russian collusion falsify documents to give to FISA courts. You have to do all of that sort of thing. And that becomes quite a hassle. So it's beneficial for corrupt agencies that want to control, to have people in office that are corrupt. Now, does this mean Eric Adams is or isn't? This is one of the unfortunate Results of having corrupt institutions, you have no idea. It, it doesn't matter what evidence they provide. It could be doctored. It could be they did the same thing against Trump. I mean, we know that they did it. One of the attorneys for the FBI had to admit it. We know the disinformation campaign regarding the Hunter laptop story. I mean, all of the information that wasn't true. So even if the FBI or the Justice Department comes out with information, we don't know if it's true. Could be. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. In the meantime, 
Adam's office is lashing out at FBI employee who might have improperly leaked details of the corruption probe. Oh, well, isn't that sad? I wonder if Donald Trump, <laughs> I can see Trump doing it, placing a phone call to Eric Adams. Oh, yes. Not so fun now, is it? Eric Adams' office lashing out yesterday against any FBI employee who might have improperly leaked details of the federal corruption probe implicating uh, anyone from his campaign. This comes in response to the New York Times reporting that the federal authorities were probing Adams for properly or for possibly improperly pressuring New York Fire Department officials into clearing the opening of a Manhattan skyrise to house the Turkish consulate despite safety concerns about the 35-story building. Reacting to the report in a statement provided to Fox News Digital, City Hall Chief Counsel Lisa Zornberg said the mayor and our team are continuing to work with investigators and cooperate. We hope that investigators will continue to cooperate with us and reprimand any federal officer who has improperly leaked details about this investigation as such conduct could prejudice the public and undermine the integrity of our law enforcement process. Well, that's exactly what it's supposed to do. The whole point is to prejudice the public. Get it? This is so obvious. I suppose it's... I think of these movies like Goodfellas or these others where they real... Or Casino. Where the guys that are part of the inside all of a sudden start to think, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, uh, uh-oh. I don't think we're on the inside anymore. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reese. I want to make something clear. Well, there may be a bit of schadenfreude in watching Eric Adams go through what Donald Trump has gone through for the exact same reasons he, it apparently has been determined, is a potential obstacle to Biden reclaiming the White House by highlighting here is it's it's bipartisan the the constant calls of concerns about illegal immigration as being racist and made up dog whistles by the Republican Party uh, that is defied when you have Eric Adams the Democrat mayor of New York coming out and really validating what Americans see and recognize, and that is that these disastrous policies are having an extremely negative impact on everyone involved. And so once that occurred, boom, all of a sudden (laughs) the FBI is raiding uh, uh, homes of campaign people, stopping him on the streets for full display, full production, taking his electronic devices, illegally leaking information about the case to the press. It is Trump treatment. Trump treatment. But in the context of what is right and moral, this is just as wrong as it is when they do it to Trump. Because this isn't generally, it is about Republican or Democrat, because generally speaking, it is the Republicans that are an obstacle to or some Republicans, anyhow. You know, it's Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney. They don't have to ever worry about this sort of thing, of course. Uh, but but those that are the real obstacles to the power are the ones that receive this treatment. And Eric Adams is getting it as well. And so we should all be outraged. And like I said, it doesn't mean that Eric Adams did not do anything. 
It just means that whether he did or did not, the decision has been made. When people hear Eric Adams or think about Eric Adams, it need not be about the immigration problem, the disasters of the Biden administration's policies on illegal immigration on the border. It needs to be about how he conspired with a foreign country to blah, 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 blah. It's the Trump treatment. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 70 today, clear 40 tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high of 66. The, the, uh, the media, of course, Speaker Mike Johnson, just anything and everything they can. Full attack mode. Got to take the guy down. They have hit him or tried to. They've swung at him. For the most absurd reasons. They, they, you know, they've railed against him because he's a Christian. The treatment that Mike Johnson gets versus someone like Ilan Omar, <laughs> full-blown anti-Semitic. So they've reamed on him for being a Christian. They've reamed on him because he's not rich. He, like so many other members of Congress, has not utilized his inside information about pending legislation or rule and regulation changes or subsidies in order to buy up or sell off stock, all for the purposes of lining his pocket. Who does this guy think he is? They've gone after him because he has a black son that he doesn't... Uh, or not even really adopted, but he and his his wife at one point took in a very troubled 14-year-old kid who happened to be black, was irrelevant to them, but because he did not tout him around and use him in campaign ads, well, that's weird, that's suspicious. Don't you understand? You're supposed to use things like that to get elected. He didn't. Then it turns out, because as a Christian family that cares for one another in different ways, they work to hold one another accountable, and there was a write-up or something at some point about regarding him and and his adult son and how it is when it comes to, I mean, you're always on the internet, and there's some sort of app that holds you accountable and prevent, you know, that if, if you are wanting to fight off the potential uh, um, lure of, of pornography online. It's somehow, I don't know exactly how it works, but it is you know supposed to help you do that. And he, he, it was noted that he and his son, they lean on one another in order to prevent that from being a situation. Well, that's not, what, what do you mean he doesn't look at porn? And he takes steps not to. The New Republic a left-wing outlet, and the latest attempt to try and take down Mike Johnson falsely reported that he was jetting off to Paris amid a potential government shutdown to attend the Worldwide Freedom Initiative, and apparently that is not true. 
Town Hall reporting that the left-wing media outlet published a damaging false story about newly elected House Speaker Mike Johnson in an attempt to wreak havoc on his reputation on Friday. The New Republic greenlit an article accusing Johnson of jetting off to Paris amid a potential government shutdown. The story claimed that Johnson dismissed the House early so that he could catch a flight to Paris to speak at a conference held by the Worldwide Freedom Initiative, WFI. The story read, quote, despite having little more than a week to avert a government shutdown, House Speaker Mike Johnson seems to have sent representatives home early so he could catch a flight to Paris to attend a far-right conference. However, Johnson spokesman Raj Shah, clearly a white supremacist, confirmed that the story is not accurate. The story is false, he said. Speaker Johnson will not be going to any events in Paris or anywhere overseas this weekend. As a result of being called out for publishing false stories about Republicans, the New Republic issued a slight correction to its original statement, saying despite having little more than a week to avert a government shutdown, House Speaker Mike Johnson has sent representatives home early. He was also scheduled to deliver a keynote speech at a far-right conference in Paris on Friday. The updated version read, along with an editor's note that says, the article has been updated to note the New Republic could not confirm Johnson's appearance at the event. See how that works? Isn't that fantastic? So you falsely claim someone's going to attend an event they're not, and then when you're told that's not true, you don't say we were wrong. You say, well, we can't confirm that he is or isn't going there. Oh, well, we could do that all day long. I mean, we you could write stories that, that Joe Biden uh, is planning on attending a uh, a pedophile a united world event, and then whenever the outraged spokespersons from the Biden campaign in the White House would say that's not true, you just rewrite it with an editor's note. Well, we can't confirm he's going to be there. Oh, that's how that works. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs as we approach winter time. Do that routine maintenance. Make sure that you are ready for the winter, whether it's the tires, the belts. In fact, I uh, had one of my vehicles in for an oil change uh, this past week, and that was one of the things that they looked over, and they're like, hey, these these belts here, I mean, you know, you're not in danger zone or anything, but they are original, and they are going to need to be changed out sometime soon. Uh, I've got to make an appointment this week. I just didn't have time to have it done. Uh, but as you get into winter and it gets much colder, the extreme temperatures they can have harsh uh, effects on many of those parts. And your fluids are the same as well. So just be smart about it. Next time you take it in, just like I do, and I got an oil change day. By the way, we just check over that stuff and let me know if I am ready for winter. A1 Custom Car Care for all of your car care needs. Did you see the Trump arrival at the UFC event? With no, it? I did not. <laughs> Is this something I need to go look up? I mean, so he arrives. Don Jr.'s with him. Now, of course, there are cameras there that follow him coming out of the tunnel as if he's one of the fighters, (laughs) which is just absolutely hysterical to me. So he comes out. And Don Jr.'s behind him on one of kind of. Well, of course, he's he's first. But then almost as if it's a triangle or he is a geese leading the flock. To his right is Kid Rock. (laughs) 
and then is left Tucker Carlson. Oh my god! So you have Tucker Carlson. It's just That's something so to per- see. It, Tucker Carlson. He's now he doesn't have a tie on, but he's got the jacket with the handkerchief in the yeah. jacket, and it's open. Kid Rock, of course, has the sunglasses, the hat. He's got some sort of open alcohol container. It's in a cup. It's some sort of beer, <laughs> uh, it, it, you know. And I mean, of course, and here they are, and the so the announcers aren't. I think they reference uh, here comes Trump, but they're they're you know talking. This is the pre-match, and and as they are having a discussion about what's to come, the cameras go to Trump, followed by Kid Rock, Don Jr., and Tucker Carlson out of that tunnel. Biden! Oh wait, Biden! never mind. That's the wrong one. Wrong audio. We'll get to that in a minute. Here is Trump. How strong that team is making his way into the building. One of the bigger mixed martial arts fans I know, President Donald Trump, taking his octagon side seat for UFC 295. So as you can hear, they're pretty excited. <laughs> what song was playing when he walked out? Did he have like a walkout song? Um, no, I don't think he did. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, now, not to be outdone, and I jumped the gun playing the audio there, Biden also received... Uh, a welcome cheer, though he wasn't at the event. This was apparently over the weekend with a crowd of folks cheering on Biden. Biden! Biden! Now, not as as big of a crowd, though it wasn't indoors, so it is a little deceiving because in, in, in reality, there were probably more people part of that group overall that are Biden supporters than at the UFC event. The, the Biden event, which you heard people chanting, that was part of a caravan of illegal immigrants coming to the United States. No joke. Story from Gateway Pundit, massive uh, uh, of people almost 2,000 miles away from Arizona. 2,000 miles away making their way here, and they chant Biden, 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 Biden. I have probably, to the point of annoyance for some of you, noted that the only people, organizations, outfits, countries, that benefit from this administration are bad people or individuals that, whether you want to characterize them as bad or not, but are individuals that are violating the law. Look at the people who benefit. Look at the people who cheer Biden on. All day long, we can make a list. CNN, I believe it was, they were doing one-on-one interviews with Latino voters And uh, what they found is that they're not too keen on Biden. One of the Hispanic Americans interviewed by CNN noting that things, yeah, they were better. These were people, many of which voted for Biden. Because the question was, do you regret voting for Biden? Well, yeah. (laughs) One Hispanic American noted that she's now working three jobs just to try to keep up with the rising cost under Biden. Another Hispanic American noting that things just were better under Trump. Things cost less. It was easier. Quality of life was better. You look at the people, though, who benefited under Biden. Taliban, they got a whole country. Not to mention the the cash that we are still, still providing them. 
I think it's $80 million a month. It was revealed last, last week, $80 million a month in humanitarian aid, of course, that the Taliban promises not to use for terrorism as they continue to offer material support for Hamas. Iran, not just the billions of dollars of cash that Biden gave them access to, but the refusal to enforce economic sanctions regarding oil, to which they've been taking cash hand over fist, a much-needed economic lifeline. You have lesser-known organizations like the Houthis that have been actively engaged in attacks against the United States. This is an organization that one of Biden's first acts was to remove them off the terrorism list. They were put there by Trump. Successfully... getting a, though it's temporary, ceasefires out of Israel, which we all know allow Hamas to regroup. We also all know that they take that humanitarian aid and use it for themselves. Human traffickers benefited tremendously under Biden, and they continue to. Sex traffickers, pedophiles in this country. Incidentally, watch for Ohio to become an even bigger hotspot for child sex trafficking. Now that they have the constitutional amendment, not sure when it goes into place, but the parent notification of underage girls who get pregnant is no longer going to be required in Ohio. If you are a pimp for 12, 13, 14-year-old sex slaves, this is dreamland for you. They get pregnant, you just take them in to get that abortion, and you don't have to worry about the authorities getting called. Because that's part of the brilliant new plan from the pro-abortion advocates in Ohio, enshrined in the Constitution. The Chinese, Russia, you just go down the list of the people who have substantially benefited from the decisions from the policies of this administration. And then look at those who have been harmed. Look at those people that are hurting. Category one, Americans. Unless, of course, you are a criminal. We can make lists all day long. And the Democrats can run around. It is just, to me, almost breathtaking. How any elected Democrat... Democrat activists can claim that they care about people, that they care about those in need, that they care about victims, that they care about you know living wage, living wage. Meanwhile, they support the continued policies that are forcing people to work three jobs just to keep up with Bidenflation. You're dishonest. You don't care about people. You claim you do as a means of trying to get the person that you've devoted your loyalty to back in office. Now, of course, there are some Democrats who have come out against Biden, but not the policies. They just grumble, it's not working, or he's too old. But the policies, yeah, let's keep sticking it to the average American. Let's keep sticking it to those who have come here legally. 
Let's keep sticking it to the children. But we'll keep doling out favors as fast as we can for the worst people that walk this planet. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Now, last week I was talking with Jeremy Toth, owner of Green County Garage Doors, just about some of the, the horror stories of people trying to work on their own garages. <clears throat> and now that is not the sort of DIY project that is DIY project. There are a lot of things that you can do around your home, and if you mess them up, Sure, it may cost you a little bit, but you aren't you know, risking your life. And he referenced the fact that there was a hand surgeon in the area who said that, that the people who keep him in his job are people that are trying to work on their own garage doors, seriously. I hadn't thought of that before because I'm kind of a DIY guy. Point being is that routine maintenance is important. And if something you think, ah, oh, it's not, and don't use WD-40. I used to do that before I got my new garage door. Back, I thought, oh, well, it's noisy. It seems to be herky-jerky a little bit. I'll WD-40. No, that's not, you don't want to do that. If you want to know why, of course, he can explain it to you. For 85 bucks, they'll come do the, the tightening things up, lube things up, let you know where you are. And you can extend the life of your garage two to three times. It's a very expensive thing to do. So as long as you can spend a little to make it last longer, you're in good shape. Green County Garage Doors, fantastic people, do excellent work. You can find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. There was a third poll that came out last week, the end of last week, showing that Trump is beating Biden in key swing states. This Bloomberg Morning Consult shows Trump beating Georgia 48 to 41, Arizona 46 to 42, Pennsylvania 47 to 44, Nevada Trump beating Biden 46 to 43, Wisconsin 47-46, North Carolina 48 to 39. That's a 9-point lead. And there of course is the um <clears throat> third battleground state polling round. I think that that is the opposite of outlier. When you have three polls from three different outlets, which are not Trump-supporting outlets, all show in a vast majority of swing states, swing states that Biden won last time, Trump is winning. I don't think you can say outlier. News in 60 seconds, I'm Nick Reed.